The message that you're about to watch, I want to make a disclaimer at the beginning of this message. First of all, I want to tell you what we are not teaching. We are not teaching that it takes good works for the believer to earn favor with God or to earn righteousness or to, you know, good works isn't going to make God love you more or God's not going to save you anymore because you do good works. This message is for mature believers who want to grow in the things of the Lord. And we're going to talk about obedience. We're going to talk about all these things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. And you know, beloved, it is a sin to disobey the Holy Spirit. But we are not connecting this in any way to the believer's position, to the believer's standing. We're talking about the believer's state, his condition. And so this message, I believe, is a powerful word that God has given me. And I think it's going to bless you and challenge you to live for Jesus with all your heart. Man, we have to live it forward every day of our lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to go into the message now. Thanks. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Paxton. And I'm going to pick up with this little message where I left off with the last one. Uh, last week, we preached to you on living in response to God's grace. And we just condensed it down into about 20 minutes of a message that in live service took me over an hour to preach. And in reality, if we were to, to look at it the way we really should, we'd be here from here till the millennium looking at how we as Christians ought to live in response to the fact that God has given us His grace. Hallelujah. Today I want to turn back to the book of James. And I want to go to chapter 2, and I'm going to start with the 14th verse. I'm reading today from the New King James Version of the Bible. And uh, you can follow along where you are. We just want to, again, break this down into a real short nugget for you. And I pray that it's a blessing to your life. What does it profit, my brethren? James 2.14 If someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? Now you remember the last time we said that that question, which is all important for every person alive on planet Earth, that question really says, is the faith that God gives, that's called saving faith, is that a faith that will not produce anything in a person's life? And the answer is, of course not. Um, the saving faith that God extends to mankind that enables them to accept and receive the Savior, Jesus Christ, into their heart and life is the same kind of faith that will produce a Christ-likeness in each believer. And of course we understand it's all through faith and grace. It, you know, it's, it's, it's the grace of God extended to you and I and it's us believing and receiving that grace that the Holy Spirit is then free to work in our lives. And when the Holy Spirit is working in our lives, that will produce something in the believer. It will produce good works. Now watch this and we're going to see this. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, now listen to this, faith 
by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. What does it profit? You can, in other words, you can say all day long, I have faith, I have faith. But if, if you never have any fruit in your life that's evidence of the compassion of Christ and the mercy of Christ and the love of Christ extended to your fellow human beings, your faith is dead. And the way this is linked and tied together, I'm just going to say it, and it's going to shake some of you to the core, but the way it's linked and tied together here with the 14th verse, it's saying there that it's possible, it's questionable that you're even saved. Because that same saving faith is the faith that produces the good works in the life of a believer. So, as we, as we go about our daily lives living for Jesus Christ, walking in Him, and we see many people every day, and if our faith is in the proper place, Christ and Him crucified, to where that the Holy Spirit can be talking to us and ministering to us as we go through the day, and He's going to be telling you some things. He's going to be. He's going to tell you sometimes. Go help that old lady take her groceries to the car. He's going to be telling you. Uh, go give that man twenty dollars. He's going to tell you. Pay for that guy's meal in the restaurant on your lunch break. The Holy Spirit's going to be telling us many things, and we need to be obedient to what He tells us. Otherwise, the fact that we have faith means little. And I didn't say it, folks. Don't get mad at Brother Paxton and write me nasty letters in orange crayon, okay? James said it. Right here it is in your Bible. Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Now I like that. He said, you're, you're saying, let me just modern day paraphrase this for you. He's saying, you're telling me you have faith and you're saying that I got works and you got faith. Well, I'm going to show you my faith by my works. Hallelujah to the Lord God. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It takes faith to believe God for the money to give 8,000 Bibles away. And that's how much the Lord's helped us to do in this ministry. It takes faith to provide groceries to the food pantries. And it takes faith to believe God for souls to be saved. Absolutely. And it also takes works to accomplish those tasks. I mean, I can sit back here all day and I can say, Oh, Lord God, please give every homeless person in the world a Bible. Please, oh, Lord God, give them a hot meal to eat. But if I don't get up off the couch and get in my car and drive downtown to where the distribution points are and begin to hand those Bibles out, or if I don't write out a check, now see, I'm doing some work here, if I don't write out a check and send it to the place that's going to purchase the Bibles to send to China, if I don't get up off the couch and go out today and meet people and witness my faith to them and talk to them about Jesus Christ and offer to pray for them, whether we're in the mall or whether we're in the supermarket or wherever, listen, i got to tell you this. Last fall, 
Uh, we went on one of our mall witnessing outings. We go there every once in a while and we try to share our faith with people that we meet uh, along the way. And this guy came up to me and, and I've known him for years on and off. I hadn't seen him in many years, but we went to school together back years ago and I, he ran into me and he says would you please pray for me he said I've got cancer and you know when we hear that word cancer in today's world immediately it strikes fear in the heart of man I mean it's it's at the beginning it struck fear in my heart I heard that and I, I'm thinking oh my lord no and I know he thought that I was going to tell him you know, sure, brother, we'll pray for you. We'll put your name on our prayer altar, and we'll pray for you regularly. And, and then I was just going to go about my business and do what I went to the mall to do. But the Holy Spirit rose up inside of me and said, I want you to pray for him right now. And so here we are, and this is a large mall. It's called the Grand Traverse Mall. It's the largest mall in northern Michigan. And I mean, there was thousands of people milling around us, and we're standing right in the middle of... <laughs> the, the, the lane there, you know, all these stores, and we're standing right in the walkway. And the Holy Spirit says, I want you to pray for him now, and I want you to lay your hand on his shoulder while you pray. So I'm standing there, and I, at first I'm trying to think, you know, well, I don't really want to do this right here. But you have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, folks. And I did. I laid my hand on his shoulder. I, I prayed my prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood for my friend. I plead the blood and I come against this cancer in Jesus' name. And I ask you, O Lord, to heal. And, and we went through the prayer. And we didn't hurry to get it done. We prayed until we were done praying. Until the Holy Spirit said, prayer is over. And then we said, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, my wife and my mother were in the mall just a few days ago. And that man come up to them beaming from ear to ear. I mean, he was all smiles from ear to ear. And he was so excited because he says, I'm going to tell everybody about the healing power of God and the power of prayer. Hallelujah. So this man gets a miracle from God because a believer... I'm, I'm nobody special. I am not God's man of faith and power for the hour. I am an ordinary, everyday believer. I happen to have a ministry gift, yes, but I, I was obedient to the Holy Spirit. Same for you, beloved. Be obedient to the Holy Spirit, and you'll see people healed. You'll see people delivered. You'll see people set free by the power of Almighty God and the blood of the Lamb. We have to be obedient. And that requires works. And that is not a dirty word. And this does not violate the message of the cross. This is the message of the cross. Hallelujah to God. This is the message of the cross. The grace of God empowering believers to go forth in His name and do exploits in His name. Hallelujah. And some of those exploits are going to be so supernatural and, and, and some are going to be so simple, but they're all miracles. A simple exploit that you can do right now is to find a lonely person and put your arm around them. To find someone who's downcast and give them the hope of the glory of Jesus in their life today. That's a simple yet profound miracle. 
especially in our fast-paced world today, for you to take the time to do that with for someone. And it has to be the Holy Spirit that empowers you to do that. And that's what grace is for. Hallelujah. So don't come to me with this. Well, all you have is works. I'm going to tell you something, brother. I'm going to tell you something, my sister. It takes faith. I'm telling you, it's getting to the point some days it takes faith to get out of bed in the morning and get started in this great life. But hallelujah to God. It takes faith to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. So yes, we have faith. And we're here. To, we're going to show you our faith by our works. Hallelujah. Now he says, You believe there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Now listen, here's, here's the point that the Holy Spirit's bringing to me right now on that verse. Satan believes in Jesus Christ. The fact that you standing around and saying, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, means little. Do the sick get healed when you pray? Does God confirm His Word in your life with signs following? Do you have a heart of the compassion of Jesus that prompts you to do things in His name that are visible? I don't, I don't have any time for any church that doesn't have a presence of compassion in their city. I don't have time for these uptown churches that refuse to go where the prostitutes and the drug addicts are and love them enough to tell them the truth that Jesus died for their sins. You would rather stay in your ivory tower and be a bunch of prima donnas. And I'm telling you right now, God is sick of that religious business. This gospel of Jesus this gospel of Jesus Christ was meant to be taken to the streets. It was meant to spread from person to person to person to person and not to be locked up in some cathedral somewhere. Praise God. Now you talk about faith. Go down and face the drug kingpin. Go walk up to the drug kingpin or the, the lead gangbanger and tell them about Jesus Christ. We'll find out how much faith you have. Hallelujah to the Lord. That's what James is talking about here, folks. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? In other words, what prompted... Abraham to bind his only son and put him on that altar. What prompted that was faith. Absolutely. The Bible says Abraham believed God. And what was the result of Abraham believing God? He picked up his son. He put him on that altar ready to be obedient to the Lord's command. Okay? Now, if that's present in your life, you're ready to shake a world. You're ready to touch this world. Hallelujah. Another verse. One more verse. Don't you see that faith was working together with His works? And by His works, faith was made perfect? Now listen to this. Faith create, creates works, and works perfect faith. Now listen, listen to how that is. 
There has to be that element of obedience. Every time you think faith, just mark it down, there's going to come a thing that you're going to have to be obedient in. And that act of obedience, you need the help of the Holy Spirit to do that. Absolutely. It's by faith and grace. But as you're obedient, that, that strengthens your faith. And then the next time the Lord gives you an assignment, it's a little easier. And the next time the Lord gives you an assignment, it's not quite as much of a struggle. Until finally you can get to the place where you will walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So that that pull of the flesh and the Spirit that will always be there, what breaks that is that act of obedience. And that act of obedience is a result of faith. Let me, let me break it down this way as we close. You need the Holy Spirit to be obedient. You, you need His help. And His help will only come if your faith is in what Jesus Christ did at the cross. What did Jesus do at the cross? He paid your sin debt and He broke the chains off of your life so you don't have to live in bondage to your sin nature. What does that mean? That means He empowers you now to live an obedient life. Hello? He empowers you to do works in His name. He empowers you for a purpose, not just to be doing it. Not just so you can sit there and tra-la-la-la-la all day long. There's a purpose. And that, is, that purpose is the will of God in your life. So that step of obedience perfects or strengthens and builds and brings to maturity your faith. And without that, your faith, it's so easy to just say, well, I believe, oh, i got faith, oh, hallelujah, my faith's in the proper object, too. Uh, you going to give that extra $20 in the offering this morning? Nope. Why? Because it's so easy just to follow your flesh. Nope. You want to have maturing faith? Be obedient. And that act of obedience, that work, begins to perfect and mature that faith. Hallelujah. And this, my dear friend, is the, mess, the part of the message of the cross you don't hear much. Because it's not easy. And it does force the believer to take his or her responsibility. And we do have responsibility. Praise God. Hallelujah. But as we begin to grow in this, as we, as we realize that this is how we properly respond to the grace of God. How? We, we bear fact of our, the fact of our faith, we bear it out with our lifestyle. And you know, people who can't control their tongue, people who can't stop talking nasty to other believers, or anybody for that matter, and yet they're going to talk to me about they got faith, and they want to give me some what they got. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I don't think the world's fooled by that garbage either. See, we are to be conformed into the image of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit because our faith is in the blood of the Lamb. And that means we're going to do the same works, works that Jesus did. That Jesus did. That means we're going to feed hungry. 
We're going to pray for the blind and the deaf and the dumb and the cancerous. We're going to witness to try to get people saved. We're going to feed. You know, Jesus turned loaves and fishes into that which would feed a multitude. And for you and I, loaves and fishes is the 20 bucks we got in our pocket. And we're going to take it and we're going to pool it all together and we're going to feed a multitude in His name. And that is not trusting works for righteousness. How dare you accuse people who are obeying the Lord Jesus Christ of trusting in their works for righteousness. You don't know that. Those people, you don't even know them. You don't even know them. But a jealous spirit will always judge others. A jealous spirit that wants to be doing the big work for God and wants to have everybody's attention and everybody's money and everybody's everything. And so they knock the other guy. You see, that's not godly. And that really proves what's really, really, really going on. I mean, it proves out the skinny. It proves what's the really real about you all. We need to see, and the world needs to see, evidence of a Christ-like character. And yes, we're not perfect. And the world understands what being human is. We're all human. And so there's going to be days, we're going to have bad days. Sometimes we might slip up and lose a temper or whatever. But when it comes right down to it, we're going to be quick to repent and quick to allow the Lord to take over our heart, our lives, our thoughts, and everything about us and make us the kind of Christian that we need to be. So that was kind of part two of this little message and I know I got off on some rabbit trails this time and I, I'll tell you I sense the power of the Holy Spirit because I believe God's raising up an army and I believe we are like the song the, the Jeremy Camp song I've been listening to that all day says we need to start speaking louder than ever before we need to insist hallelujah that God's people wake up to know that we need to seek Him with tears and prayers and fastings and allow the Holy Spirit to transform our lives into the image of Jesus and reach out to this lost and dying and messed up world and stop playing church and stop being a prima donna Christian hiding in your ivory towers and get out there where the people are at and love them in Jesus' name. And if, that's gonna, if that costs you a week's paycheck to love people and the Lord tells you, to do it you better do it partner because he's looking above all for obedience and that's going to strengthen your faith i'm not going to back down from this message because this message is the word of the lord i know there's going to be some people that gets angry with me i had a couple of good friends get angry with me over the last one i preached this one's not going to be any different but i got to tell you this is Bible Christianity in action. This is the word of the Lord from the Apostle James to you and to me. And it's up to you and it's up to me what we're going to do with this word. But God wants us to be obedient. And He wants us to make a difference in this generation. God bless you and we'll see you further on up the road.